0: To welcome everybody to another episode of the Decision Hour. I am your host Adam Bird, and uh, I'm going to bless you with a very special gentleman, um, somebody who I'm honored to call brother. Uh, he's no stranger to the HMG Network. In fact, uh, he and his lovely wife have, have been on the show before. Uh, my brother John is is going to come on and. Uh, we're going to start, John and I has agreed to to come on to the show for the next several several episodes, at least, to start off. And John and I, um, we're going to do a series called Let's Have a Conversation. So without further ado, all the way from others across the pond, John, how are you, my friend?
1: Hey, I'm doing very well, Adam. Thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks for, it's been great coming up with this idea and, uh and thanks for executing it. I mean that's going to be a I think it's going to be some uh, excellent conversation yeah. and some good material.
0: Yeah, you and I have been talking about this one for a while and uh you know it's funny is every time we get off the phone not only do I learn something but it it gets the wheels turning in other directions as well. It's just like, man. And and that's what our goal is for you the listener is uh is to not only provide some type of education and 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 this is more than just entertainment but john and i really hope through this series that um you take what we say and and whether you believe it or not is is really we want you to kind of just get to start one start thinking for yourself and and two uh ask questions and and Ask questions and and sit down and have conversations with people about it. So that's kind of where we're going. So this, John, why don't you tell the listeners what this first, se- or this first topic is about?
1: Yeah. Well, we wanted to. Uh, Adam and I wanted to uh, kind of start broad, and uh, uh, we decided that we wanted to begin with founding principles for our country.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, we wanted to explore them.
0: So, like, what the country was founded on, just to be clear, yes? Right, okay. yeah. What were those ideas? Okay.
1: And uh, you know what? There's a lot more, you know, a lot of people might rattle off a few things, but there's a lot more to it than you might think. And this isn't meant to be a civics class. It's meant to be a conversation. Yeah. And I think we're going to go, we'll probably dump, uh, jump down quite a few rabbit holes along the way, uh, just like we did in our conversation the other day. Um, yeah. but ultimately uh, we want to present present some info to folks we want to have conversation and kind of kind of wrestle with these ideas uh, a bit and see where we are today in our country and uh, what can we do to change things yeah. um, back to our founding principles?
0: I've heard them also called first principles, yeah, uh, as well. And I and I believe uh, that the these these values that were of a bias of of at that time frame of of what was also uh, called the American experiment. Yep. Right.
1: Yep. Well, and it was an experiment, so yeah. we can. Kind of start with that, and first of all, I just want to disclaim: uh, I was a history major in college, but I spent the rest of my life in the Marine Corps. So uh, I'm not.
0: i So there's I'm absolutely not, no credit here at all. No, I'm, just I, I,
1: I'm not sitting here claiming to be some sort of a constitutional scholar or something like <laughs> this. That's why we're calling this. Let's have a conversation, uh, and that you know, people having a conversation about these kinds of things is one of the things that we want to get people motivated to do right. but yes it was an experiment yeah and the founders after the country was founded yeah. after the constitution was ratified and we're, I, we had a lot a lot of things uh, going on over a pretty decent period of time so you know 1776 we did the declaration we ended up uh you know winning the war against england and then we finally ratified the constitution 1789 i'm mm. uh i I believe that's correct. Uh, You know, put it, correct me if I'm wrong, but 1789. So a decent amount of time passed. And um, so we finally get this country established. Well, then we've got the Articles of Confederation, which didn't work out too well. And, uh, you know, so that's why we had to come up with the Constitution. So there was a lot of changes going on. And then pretty quick, we had uh, the War of 1812 where Britain invaded you know, invaded us again. We were at war with, with Britain again. So, they're, you know, the, it's not like our founders just magically said, Hey, I got a good idea. Let's make a country. Bam. And, and it all fell into place. It was a long process. And, um, and they viewed it as an experiment. Let's right. see if we can make this work because what we have is very unusual, not just in today's world. Right. But in the history of mankind, it's extremely unusual. Yeah. Nobody's been able to pull it off for as long as we have.
0: Right, and 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 I've in in preparation to this particular episode, it was um, I I had a I was reading something online and and uh, let me see here where. Those of you that are listening to this, if you if you're listening to it means you're already online, open up another browser. Go to whatwouldthefoundersthink.com. And this is in no affiliation to the, the individual that wrote this article. I'm not promoting this person by any means. I'm simply using it as a reference uh, for this conversation today. But there were there were five principles of the government that were, were firmly held by all 55 delegates to the constitutional. Uh, com, uh, convention and these principles uh, directed the design of the Constitution of the United States of what we know uh, uh, as of today. And you know, in this article, there's a there's a. It seemed like the founders, a lot of the founders, were were influenced by a gentleman by the name of John Locke.
1: Absolutely. John Locke. Locke, excuse yes. me, John Locke. Right. I believe that is the correct pronunciation. It's John Locke. Okay,
0: yes. so he, he, the first and foremost, he, he, and, and when he, when I go to the principles, my I think of the principles, John, as the government worked for the people, not the people working for the government. And, and this particular article here says num- the number one rights come from God, not the government. Very much so.
1: So yeah, one of the one of the founding principles that's in the De- in the Declaration of Independence is that government is people are governed at the consent of the people, by the consent of the government. Right. The government is there at the consent of the of the uh, people, and that is a one of the unalienable self-evident truths uh, that they they called out, yeah. along with the concept of uh, equality and uh the rule of law yeah uh and and those are pretty broad i mean you could books and volumes have been written on each one of those but uh, you talk about
0: law it's funny because there are well over a million laws on the federal books today
1: yeah
0: and if you somebody created a a, uh, analytics program that, that ran you know bots and stuff through, through all their laws and compared it to the original 10 laws of mm-hmm. man, uh, the, 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 I'm talking about the 10 commandments right. and, and it's simple and it goes, if you follow the 10 commandments, you will not break any of the million plus laws that are on the books today. And I, those of you that are listening, I want you to think about that right now. Yep. Now, whether you're a Christian or not, if you're not, that's fine. No, Nope. I don't judge this is probably geared more towards Christ followers and whatnot, but if you believe in the 10 commandments and you follow the 10 commandments, you will not break a single law that man has written throughout time. So it's interesting that you bring that perspective up.
1: So the, the uh, founding document, which is the declaration of independence, Mm. they declared independence from England and they, um, and that founded their country. Of course, we had to fight a war still, or that founded our country. We still had to fight a war for it, but there is, uh, a constant, uh, four or five times. The concept of God is referred to in the declaration. Now, before anybody gets, you know, too worked up, you know, about, about anything, um, It's deriving the document, the self-evident truths, deriving their authority from God. So some of you, some folks out there might remember studying the divine right of kings uh, back in in school, European history, you would have heard a lot about it. Uh, Even monarchs, even despots were appealing to, were, 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 getting authority from God. So this, this, this this goes in a lot of directions, but it's, I think it's very important to think about, we in the declaration refer to self evident truths. Mm -hmm. We refer to God in several, several different ways. Uh, the um, unalienable rights are endowed by our Creator. Um, he's referred to as a judge,
0: mm-hmm. I think,
1: like the great judge of mm-hmm. the world or something in there. Uh, and then um, at the at the end, I think the last reference to him is um, as divine providence, and that is in a pledge that the the founders, the people who uh, signed the Declaration of Independence, made to each other before God. And they pledged their lives and their sacred honor to each other uh, and with the guidance of divine providence, et cetera, et cetera. But it's interesting uh, that you bring that up because it's actually very important. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a college professor. This is just stuff I've I've read about and I've, I've studied on my own. And I really think it's important. When we, when, in our founding documents, when we're talking about self-evident truths, we're talking about a universal, unchangeable truth, and that is, in, it is derived from God, divine providence, the judge of the the great judge of the world, or I'd have to look it up, but um, it's derived from God, endowed by our Creator. So truth is something that is that is for all time and it's unmalleable. It's not changeable. The truth is the truth. And so I think it's really important to note that because uh, I, I've noted in the past 20 years or so that it seems that the truth is
0: somehow I think the truth keeps getting uh, bended. To fit yeah. other people's narrative, whatever, or whomever is is looking at it at that in any, any, any given time. Yeah. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is the Constitution is a contract that was delegated by the people that gave the government limited power. Right. In short, it's the government works for the people. Not the other way around.
1: And Absolutely.
0: the last, I don't know, I'd say 30 years, you know, at least as long as I've been alive, uh, that there's, and I, I would say really the last 25 years is where it's really started to try to flip the narrative, where the government's really trying to take in a lot more control over it. And again, I've only. I've only been on this earth for 43 years. So I'm just going off of what I can remember as a kid when, you know, uh, you know, Reagan was, was, was the popular president, good president. Cool. Uh, and then, and then you, you move forward after that and you slowly start to see things not equaling. Yeah. Uh, you know, so ta- like people, it's like, like the government slowly taking part, like, you know, I hate to use, but all of last year you used a pandemic, and I, I, I'm I'm going to say this is you. It, it, it's it's like uh, we're being you know trained for something, and, and you know this. I'm I'm not trying to sound like conspiracy theory, but like, hey, if we make people wear this and we just mandate this and make it happen, then eventually they'll just get used to it and they won't complain about it anymore. Well, so think about this. Depending on what state you were in. And that's just an example. I'm just, I'm just, I'm using that as an example because it's the most recent thing I can think of.
1: Right. And, and so I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay. But I, I think it's important to note that one of the principles of our government, the structure of our government is a federalist government. That means that we, that we split power between the federal government, the national government and mm-hmm. the states. And then the states delegate further down to other local governments. Things at the time were very local. You know, if you lived in Georgia and uh, if the and, and, and something was happening in New York, that was a that was a long way away. Right. Washington, you know, this, you know, the cap. depending on what time frame. But, you know, let's just say Washington. Um, that was a long way away from a lot of from a lot of folks. And so things were local. Things were conceived as local. Patrick Henry, uh, in particular in Virginia, and most of the anti-federalists were, by definition, uh, local. They wanted to keep power as close to home as they could. And the reason why that we seem to have lost touch with is they had just fought a war, and so they were very careful when they wrote the Constitution, when they wrote the Bill of Rights. In fact, the Bill of Rights came from objections and folks who were uh, not willing to ratify it. Uh, they insisted on the Bill of Rights, and so the Federalists actually made a political move and 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 came up with the with, with the Bill of Rights in order to steal the anti federalist thunder. But that's a political move. So partisanship is not is not is not not new. But uh, it it was, they expected tyranny to Mm. rise again. They had read history. They knew about the Roman Empire. They, you know, they'd studied uh, the classics. They had studied history. Uh, They were all fairly well-educated men. And um, most of them were brilliant. And uh, they expected tyranny to raise its ugly head again. Right. So they, they put a lot of checks and balances. They put a lot of shock absorbers uh, into the system to try to make it hard, hard as possible for tyranny to arise, but local. And you and I talked about this the other day, things were much more local and you're absolutely right. The coercive power of the federal government has grown beyond anything we might've imagined Uh, between Governmental offices and budgets well, it's about 50 percent of the economy now, uh, and about 20 million uh state and uh federal uh workers um uh, create ha- ha- they're, they're working in the administrative state, right? And they're unelected, and uh, they can make things go fast or slow, or um, you know, th- they can really affect things.
0: Yeah, it's called job security. Well, that's true too. Yeah. We <laughs> called it
1: empire. Building. That's, yeah, that's, when I yeah. was at Pax River, uh, when yeah. I was in acquisitions in Pax River or up at the Pentagon, yeah, we called it empire building. You know, yeah.
0: somebody would get I, a pet
1: it, project. the Next thing you know, they,
0: so one of the things that uh, in this article, uh, the, the third thing that they believed was was limited representative republic. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a, a section out of this here. Is the founders believed in limited government in in the form of representative republic, they distrusted They distrusted a direct democracy because they um, equated it to mob rule. Yes. James Madison uh, yes. uh, constantly preached against any system that allowed special interests to gain control of the government. He showed that throughout history, as you stated— minorities whether it was based on race wealth religion or even uh, geography was was they were they were treated differently frowned upon and, and whatnot so the founders believed that to protect against government oppression they must disperse power and give each branch of government uh, a checks and balance right and that's what we as we know what our system is today so, yeah. Uh, so there's
1: several, several ways they did that. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And Madison, yeah. Madison believed that was his greatest fear. So Madison, Madison was a federalist, right? His greatest fear was the tyranny of the mom. Um, The, the anti-federalists uh, let's see, Jefferson, uh, Patrick Henry, and, and some of those guys, um, their greatest fear was, um, was a, a tyrannical federal government so there was a balance they were trying to balance they were trying to strike
0: right so so what you're saying is they agreed on stuff back then and uh, where, where was i going with this they had their, their they had their different beliefs as far as political affiliation back then sure but they sat down and have conversations to, to work together for the better of the people. And that's where you and I come in.
1: Yeah, That's kind of, I think, how we started our conversation about doing a series like this.
0: Um, well, John, I, I can hear people right now that are listening. They're like, well, John, you, you know, that's great that you and Adam are talking about this. But that was, you know, several hundred years ago. And right. times have changed. Okay, great. I, I here's my, my uh, response to that. Yes, time, times have changed. We've had movements, we've had technology. We've had laws come come and go. But the thing that I think that has changed the most from today, as we sit here and record this to two, you know 200 plus years ago when this took place, is that the government has a lot more control over our lives now than they did back then.
1: Without a doubt. The coercive power of the state is tremendous. So if, uh, I can think back to when uh, I was just about to turn 18 and uh, the drinking age uh, in the entire nation, from my to my knowledge, well, at least the states around, the most states, yeah. the drinking age was 18 years old. Right. And uh, the federal government came out with a mandate, not exactly a law, a mandate that drinking ages be uh, changed to 21. Right. And they tied, they, as coercion, they tied federal highway funds to it. So all of a sudden, they're taking back millions of dollars in uh, federal highway funds. All of a sudden, states get in line. Next mm. thing you know, the just 21. It's so that's kind just of the one. you
0: scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of a thing. So it's basically uh-huh. a, a, me, meaning, and let me explain what I mean. But so the state, the federal, if the state asks for something, then the federal government be like, great, we're, we'll give you that, but you're going to give us this, this. And th-. it's almost a, uh, it, it seems like nowadays that the federal government just has everything and they use everything as a bargaining tool. It, I, I almost i I honestly feel like, yeah, that the federal government does not have our best interest, in yeah. in in the majority of things, and I say that is you know we're we're military veterans, we both have children that are getting ready to go into the military. Some that you have one that's that's in the military yeah. currently. Yeah. Do they have our best interests, or are they doing this to line their own pockets?
1: Well, now that's that's a whole debate, right? You, my my answer to that is uh, hell no. The federal the federal government does not have um, it doesn't have a soul, right? It's made right. up. It's made up of people. But and- what
0: what I'm trying and I say all of that to tie that into what what our our current topic is today, which is the the founding principles. Of everything, you know, the, the, what was it? The national guard was was started in like 1675, 1635, whatever it was. I, you know, I I, I should know better. Uh, But you didn't have people out there picking a fight, doing this, doing that, playing big brother across the world or anything like that. And, And more importantly, you didn't have the federal government coming in and into, well, I guess at the time, North Carolina, South Carolina saying, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, the states telling the people, hey, this is where, and I think that's what we need to go back to now. We have to do a complete mind, uh, I want to say mind shift, but we have to get in the mindset of getting involved at your local, at the local level, yeah. then at the state level. And that's how we start getting this country back on track with what our founding principles are were yep. originally
1: yeah 100 and, and i would go a step further um and say i i try to do this i i fail often but uh take a look at yourself first no kidding govern yourself
0: yeah um,
1: govern yourself and control yourself first um because god knows if you're a mess and you go run for school board next thing you know we've got you know critical race theory being taught in our in our schools teaching everybody to be a racist. Um, but look at yourself try to try to clean yourself up and, and, and uh, make yourself better, make your family better, make your neighborhood better. But yeah, we've got to start um, and I say we I mean citizens right need to start run, running for school boards, getting on school boards, running for city council uh, getting involved in the community, the, the suburbs and the cities have become very, we come home, we close the door, we turn on Netflix, we go to bed, uh, we get up, we go to the office and do it all over again. Um, and we just sort of, we just kind of don't have time, you know, it's like, ah, we don't have time. And then there's this whole myth, this whole lie, uh, that has been thrust upon, um, the american people that it's not polite to discuss politics
0: oh yeah i'm so glad you brought we, that up
1: we don't want to discuss
0: politics well it's because they want to dumb it, you down i'm sorry because they want to dumb us down
1: i don't know that it's so much of i mean i don't know that it's a a conspiracy that you know somebody at the top of the heap is telling everybody, but somehow it became impolite to discuss politics, even among families. And uh, you've gotta have those arguments. We've we've lost the art. It's not even an art. We've lost the doggone it's just common decency to be able to disagree with somebody and still sit across the table from them, have a cup of coffee and have a conversation. You go, you know what? That just doesn't make any sense to me. That sounds crazy to me. Can you explain that further and ask a question, um, have a conversation. Say, you know what I think's right. I think this is what's right. I, I had a, one of my best friends in the world uh, one and one of the most moral upstanding people I've ever met. Uh, is a friend of mine from the Marine Corps. And many, many years ago, 19, I don't know, 95 or six or something. We, uh, we were broken down in DC, our helicopter broke down, and we were stuck. And we had this great conversation uh, over beer. And I found out that he was an atheist. And I'm like, really? And so we had this great conversation, which we completely disagreed. You know, we we were on total opposite sides. And yet we were, we were sipping beer and having a great time and just discussing and and it was a a long conversation that we had. And, and I learned a lot about his point of view. And I'm sure he learned a lot about my point of view. But we've lost that courtesy. Yeah, we extend to other people. Amen. uh, Where we sit down and we go, hey you know i i you you're for abortion huh can you can you tell me why
0: instead of i don't know threatening to blow the guy up or yeah. something i love having those types of conversations yeah, i no, absolutely it's, it's, love it because it's i it's very educational and i i i look at it as like you it's you call it common courtesy um and, and it's just showing respect to to somebody else meaning it's okay that you don't like john and i probably don't agree on everything i don't know we haven't explored probably everything yet but there's probably certain things that we don't agree on but i have so much respect for this man that i'll sit and i'll listen to it because i learned stuff from that and that's how we as a society learn is that we have to it's okay listen this isn't a perfect world it's not rainbows and unicorns and all that other bullshit right it's it's People disagree, and that's fine. It's how that you it's how you handle yourself when you disagree with somebody that's going to determine what happens moving forward. I'll give you an example if I can, real quick. I have a friend of mine that I worked with um, at one of my corporate jobs, uh, older older gentleman. When I say old; he's old, older than me uh, by a, well, he he's old enough to be my dad. Um, and the, he just happens to be black and, uh, we've gone to lunch, we've gone on trips together and, uh, when everything kind of kicked off last year, he started making these posts on social media and I was like, man, that just didn't, doesn't seem like his character. So I, but he was al- he's always been supportive of what I've done. He's always liking my posts. He's always do this and that, but so I finally reached out and said, like, Hey man, it's been a while. We need, we need to chat. I, I got to ask you a question help me understand where you're coming from with your your viewpoint and help me understand your viewpoint because you being a, a black man looking at what's going on in the world today 3 hour conversation yeah. and it and it was back and forth i said all right and he was he was like this is how i look at it blah 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 he's like i'm not saying this is bad i'm not saying i believe in blm and he's like i initially thought that it was Something good, but then it turned out to be something different. So I don't, you know, and so we had that type of conversation. And we, at the end of it, we didn't agree on everything. Sure. But we had a great laugh afterwards. And it was like, hey, thank you. Because yeah. I've learned so much tonight. On somebody else, you know, there used to be that saying, John. You know, you you never really know how somebody feels or what somebody's gone through until you walk the mile in their shoes.
1: Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. I,
0: and it's I liked very- what you said earlier. Earlier is uh, you said we don't give people that courtesy anymore, and it, it yeah. and it's sad. We've come we've become a lazy society, and I say lazy because. You know, we we watch TV, or we, we you know we we believe everything. We've become puppets. I'm. I'll just say it. I'll, there's a a lot of us have become puppets, where you believe stuff, and you don't give people the common courtesy if they disagree with you. Yeah, or, and that's or vice versa.
1: Yeah. It's, it's spilled over onto the national stage, as we've we've seen where there's where there's no uh, discussion. So, mm-hmm. one of the things that And this is just a personal anecdote that in the wake of uh, the 2020 election, uh, there was a lot of questions being asked about whether or not that election was conducted properly in a lot of states. And I found it. um, The reaction, the suppression and the censorship and all that, I was like, well, that tells me that you got something to hide. Right. If we were really, you know, if the other side was really interested, I mean, think about
0: you did it all of these years, and you didn't, you didn't put these into place when you could have, and now all of a sudden you put it in place because it's you're, like you said, you got something to hide. You're afraid yeah. of people finding out the actual truth, right?
1: If you're an honest broker, and I think people should be, I, I don't, I don't know if we have any honest brokers in Washington or not. I, I, I hope there's a few but um, there there's damn too few. Yeah. But if you're an honest broker, you'd go, Oh, you're concerned about that. Well, I don't think that happened, but yeah, let's go take a look. And I'm not kidding. Think about there's, there's people out there who uh, produce products and stuff or do services for your, for a living. And if you've got a customer and they come to you and they say, Hey, um, you know, I needed you to, uh, to, to, take that brush away when you took that tree down. Oh, really? I, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't understand that. You know, I thought, I thought this, yeah, I needed you to haul that away. Okay. Well, let's come to an agreement. Yeah. Right. It, it's not that different. And, uh, and, and so there's a lack of civility And uh, honestly, Adam, I, I, I'm going to use the word ignorance and it's not really meant in a derogatory way. I think sometimes that gets used in a derogatory way. It simply means not knowing. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of uh, people are ignorant, not that they're uneducated. Some of the most educated people on the planet are also some of the more ignorant people. Um, because expertise is very narrow, um, and I just think folks don't know, you know, uh, young people, you know, you talk to, to very young people and there's a tremendous number of them who, who buy into this whole idea. Oh, you know, um, you know, what was going on with Antifa and, and BLM? I, you know, I, I support that because I support black people. I'm like, well, of course you support black people, decent people support, you know, everybody's right, right. to do what right. they want, but let's look at, you know, the, the the
0: truth the basis of it
1: yeah the yeah. basis yeah. of it yeah. i mean it's kind of it's racist on its face right. right it's marxist in ideology yeah um it, it, that's it, that's just an example a recent example
0: and i look at it as you know you, i liked how you said ignorant a lot of people are smart but they are ignorant i look at it as there's a community it's communication how 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 it's being presented and if you have a question, ask. I don't think people ask as many questions as they should. I think I think I think, well, I think they're too afraid to ask questions. Well, they're not engaged. So, right. let, it's let's like, let's well, take... that doesn't affect me directly. Yeah, but it does. But it does. A lot
1: of things do. So we're seeing it in uh, north Northern Virginia now. In Ooh, the uh, well Loudoun County School Board, all yep. that meeting, yep. everybody, you know, that's made national news. and up well. It's parents who are all of a sudden they realized and they're like, Oh God, I not, I do not support this. And so they show up at the school board and they raise hell. Uh, And it's inspired a lot of people to actually run for the school, excuse me, the school board. Right. It's inspired a lot of people. um, Gosh, retired Navy SEAL. He was in that movie. um, Act of valor. He played senior chief. Otto, uh, at any rate, his name is Derek, Derek something anyway, inspired him to to run for um, either Congress or Senate, I'm not sure which, but he just started, he's like, that's it. I don't, you know, I, I don't like what's going on, I'm running. So people are, you know, they're starting to get engaged, but that's part of why I wanted to have this conversation with you on, you know, Heroes Media Group. Uh, to try to inspire some folks, uh, to get involved. Cause a lot of times, you know, I'll have conversations with people. I write a lot of articles about leadership and stuff. And, um, you know, people ask me questions.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, what can I do? Uh, well, you know, here's what you can do. It, well, there's a lot of things you can do, but honestly try to educate yourself as much as you can about right. our founding principles and, and, and get yourself armed.
0: I, so let me let me i want to say something real quick john because you said educate people and and i want to be clear on something when you educate yourself don't read one article and just assume that that's that's what it is read several articles that support that article and then find an article that goes against what you've read and read a few articles like that and then come up with your own conclusion yeah on what's right well and I encourage people and, to
1: go to primary sources as well. Right. Yeah, you know?
0: that's and that's the I was just gonna say go to primary sources. Yeah. Reliable sources, sources that don't suck. Um and if There's you can, and if you can if you can find people or sources that are tied to whatever topic it is that you're looking at, go to them. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. But uh, and it ain't hard to study the, the the Constitution. It's not hard to study the, the, the founding uh, documents, the independ- uh, the Declaration of Independence. It's not hard to read the Federalist Papers. They're a little bit mm-hmm. of a yeah. they're a little funky because the language is a little weird. But it's it's not hard to find a lecture or something on YouTube from credible folks. Um, so one about
0: one, of, one of the things you're talking. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the founding principles. And, and and I guess I should probably go back for a second and say it's 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 obvious that during the whole constitutional convention, delegates they didn't agree on everything, which is why they yeah. argued for about four months before it was actually drafted and completed. Right. But the it, found, it right the founders were influenced by Adam Smith. And the and the firm beliefs that in, in private property rights, mm. and at the time private property rights were inter they were kind of entwined with with liberty. Um, so as a uh, and James Adam quoted and I quote: as a man is said to have a right to his property, he may be equally said to have a property in his rights. And what he meant, what he means by that is that if a person owned nothing, he still owned his rights, which is, is the most valuable property that we have as people.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And uh, it is the most precious thing we have. And I'm not, and I, and I'm, and I don't think that most people realize it. And I don't think that most people really even understand the unalienable God given rights that they that they have that human beings have. Now this is human beings. This is not just Americans. It's all human beings. Uh, These are these are natural, unalienable rights derived from our Creator or granted by our Creator or whatever the exact language is. Right. Um,
0: How do we get back to Yeah. Or how do we how, how do we how do we get back to the founding principles? How how do we encourage? How do we how do we get where we are now to start that shift? So first, and I, th- I think we've started a, a, a little bit. There, there's been a little bit of a shift lately. But how how do we get back to where? Hey, listen. There's more of a, first off as as a as a republic, we the people need to realize that there's more. Of us than there are them. Now I'm sure the fact that this is on the internet and it's being str- you know streamed and listened to on other platforms. I know it's being listened by other agencies and whatnot. This is no means a a threat against the government or an overtaking or anything like that. This is merely to spark conversation between people. So let me throw that disclaimer in there first.
1: Well, as one of the, but I don't. I don't... <laughs> to jump on it uh, too much but as one of the unalienable rights people uh, the gov you know people uh have a right to govern or to be governed at their consent right uh, and you know that's one of the grievances that uh was listed against king george in the declaration one of the 25 was that you know he had become arbitrary and was no longer protecting their rights which they had as englishmen um, or as English, British, British citizens.
0: British citizens, yeah. And, uh,
1: you know, I mean, God, you could, I've watched lectures that are, you know, two hours long on, on just a few sentences of the of the declaration, but you ask, you know, how do we get back to it? Honestly, I think it comes down to the individual, which is, Wherever this all starts, right? Because each individual, each individual human being is endowed by their creator with un- unalienable rights. Um among these are um life. What what is it? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. happiness. Yep. Um I think I got that right. Let me see. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the pursuit of happiness not being in some hedonistic manner. Uh, happiness meaning that uh, a, a, a person has the freedom to pursue what they want, in order to fulfill themselves uh, and to better their themselves and their family and their right. and their, you know their their loved ones, uh, basically to do what they need to do, uh, in order to try to make a make a living, in order to make their way in the world. But how do we get back to it? So like I said, it starts with the individual. I honestly believe that people need to take an hour, just an hour, watch a a couple of videos on YouTube, because it's a great resource about the the Constitution and some of the meanings behind it, about the Declaration and some of the meaning behind it. Um, It doesn't take that long. You don't have to have a master's degree. This is not rocket science. Right. Um, I mean, it's kind of rocket science, what the guys did back then. I mean, it's amazing, the government that they put together, the the blueprint that they laid out for us. But I think we just, you know, educate yourself just so you know at least the slightest bit what you're talking about and understand. And then talk to someone else. Go on a a podcast with Adam Bird. Um, You know, go to a PTA meeting. Go to a school board meeting. Go to a town council meeting. Get you don't involved, have to run across. Get involved. Get involved.
0: You got to get involved. Get involved yep. in your community, and and you have and, convers- and you should have a
1: conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation with a neighbor.
0: Well, that's and that's a, that's the other thing I want to touch on. John says have a conversation. That means you can't be afraid to have a political conversation with your neighbor, or yep. your family member, or a, a complete stranger. whomever. You can be but, respect here. Here's the funny thing about life. This, this is, this is a great thing about life. You can disagree with somebody and still respect them. Oh. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, <laughs> too, too much now I see
1: conversation getting shut down where somebody just says, uh, I don't like where this is going. I don't want to have this conversation anymore and I'm leaving.
0: That's how things yeah. never get resolved folks.
1: Well, And I had a convers—I had something like that happen not too terribly long ago. And oh, somebody—we were having a conversation about something, and it was—it was political, or or at least peripherally political. And uh, they said, "Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree." And I'm I'm like, "You don't even understand what we're disagreeing about. We can't—we can't agree to disagree because you don't even know." You don't even know what we're disagreeing about, yeah. and I guess yeah. I guess that's all I'm asking, folks, is to at least understand what you're what you're disagreeing about, and 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 with that you can take it into a public forum. I, I mean, it's irresponsible for us as citizens, as individuals who are endowed with certain unalienable rights by our Creator, in order to put a government into place which happens to be the most powerful, uh, most free, most liberal. Uh, in the classic sense, um, country that has ever been on the face of the planet. You're responsible to go to the voting booth, to go to the public square without knowing at least a little bit and saying, look, I thought about this. I thought about this deeply. And and, and here's my opinion. I would like to share it with you. Um, You got to kind of at least... At least be trying.
0: I, I, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I, I was thinking. Listen, you you can't complain if you're not getting involved. Well, and and here's why I say that: if you're involved in trying to make a difference, that's one thing. If you're complaining and you're sitting on your butt in front of the TV, and not doing anything in the community, not trying to make a difference or then, then don't complain about it because you're, you haven't done anything to make it better or, or to make it, ch- whether better or worse, whatever, to, to make that change and into a direction in which you want to go. If you believe in that, then get involved. And, and I here's like- the thing. And, and it could be as simple as just simply having a conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can have a conversation at a barbecue you know, with, with a friend, uh, it, it doesn't have to be you on a soapbox, uh, in the middle of the town square with people, you know, all around you. Right. It doesn't have to be that. I, I think people have, again, back to our, uh, you know, the, the suburban life in particular, the city life in particular where people are just, um, they're, they're detached from those around them they're not connected. Um, there's not, there's not conversations happening across the fences,
0: right.
1: and um, and I th- I think that's 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 problematic, um, and we see it. Uh, we see that people are not talking to each other, and the people are not understanding and hearing each other. We see that on playing out on the national stage. Oh, very much. It's, uh, yeah, it's too bad. I, we can go ahead. Well, I was going to say that uh, post-World War II England, uh, Winston Churchill was soundly defeated by the um, Labor Party uh, by socialists.
0: Um, That's a whole nother
1: topic in itself. Well, no, Absolutely. But he fought and fought and fought and um, was able to win it back and dismantle some of the really, really bad policies they had put in place. And uh, then Margaret, that- Margaret Thatcher came in in the, in the 80s and really put you know really put a put the kibosh yeah uh on the socialists um and i'm sure they've snuck back in since then but it's it's an ebb and flow in other words it's not all over but we're we're i believe that we are really close and i don't say that to be dramatic i say that because we see well let's just look at the covid pandemic um most of America was under house arrest for so we didn't have we didn't have freedom of assembly. couldn't go to church because of freedom of, of assembly so you couldn't practice your uh, free, freely practice your religion had to wear a mask
0: uh, everywhere which had to wear sense. a
1: mask, which I'm not sure what that falls under, but it ain't right right
0: um,
1: And we've seen freedom of speech has been under attack for quite some time.
0: Oh, censorship. We got a lot of, we saw a lot of censorship, a lot of censorship, uh, fourth amendment violations
1: by the, by the, uh, uh, well, by, by the government, uh, spying on cell phones and mm-hmm. American citizens, right? We, we know, uh, that this is occurring. Uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson announced, uh, not too long ago that the NSA, um, I believe it was the NSA. He said, um, they found
0: out, uh, had his texts and, uh, yeah. well well that's another can of worms like, I'm, I'm, writing, I'm I'm writing that one down because I, I want I want to have a conversation on 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 that part later yeah but we couldn't travel right
1: uh, we were we lost our right to the pursuit of happiness uh, because we lost a right to property in the sense that uh, many many Americans were not allowed to go to work anymore and lost businesses. Lost home.
0: And I think what John's really trying to say here, folks, is that everything that's happened, even just recently in the last 18 months, everything, none of it, all of it goes against the founding principles.
1: Absolutely. And more alarming, perhaps, than the fact that our governments, state, state, local, and federal governments did this to us. It went not even you couldn't even say these rights went out the window
0: in a whimper Mm-mm. It was overnight.
1: Nobody no nobody stood up. nobody did anything. And nobody that, really and
0: as a nobody, listener, that should this is why we have said in this in this show, get involved and that's why I'm pushing get involved at the local level because the government works for the people, not the other way around. The states I don't want to say the states have more control over the federal government, but the federal government should not encroach on the states unless yeah. unless there's the one or the the half a dozen things that, all the states agree to make a federal law, or, or whatnot. Correct. Otherwise, the federal the federal government should not be. I mean, they they run the military, and and they should focus on our that. That's it. When it comes to the individual states, they're sovereign. That's that. Yeah, federal government should not be able to come in and say, "Hey, this state's doing this. This is what we're doing." Ah, it doesn't work. That
1: so these are they. they, they the federal government has gotten around, um, those powers by has gotten around those restrictions, uh, by using power, the power of the purse. So originally mm-hmm. they were supposed to, uh, uh, be able to regulate interstate commerce, um, common defense, you right. know, they basically put all these things
0: in play to make money to use as yeah. a bargaining chip for the Republic yeah. and all the state. They, they,
1: they had very few, um, uh, the, the federal government had had very few uh, duties. It was allowed to do very little, and there was a third thing. I can't remember. I, I can't remember, but uh, but now it's kind of like it's kind of like when you tell the drill instructor that, uh, "Hey, we got a new rule. We want to make uh, boot camp softer, so you can only order uh, the recruits to do five push ups at a time." Okay. Okay, hard charger. Uh, we will make those five pushups last 30 minutes. Right. And it's going to be hell. Yeah. I hope you like plank. That's a
0: great analogy.
1: That's so, great analogy. Right, right. So they're not breaking the letter of the law, they're,
0: just but they're bending getting, but they're, it to their advantage. Yes. They're,
1: they're still getting around it And highway funds, education funds are two fantastic examples of the coercive power of the federal governments over the state's same thing with the you know the universities that's it's it's, um, it's very easy let's just say that when the federal government says we're going to take your education funds we're going to take your fi- highway funds states
0: tend to say how high do you want me to jump yeah the cave the give in it's all about the money uh, Here's yeah. another thing follow the money that's that's another conversation that john and i will have at another at another time absolutely <laughs> so let, let, i told you i told you this we is, know. yeah this is it we it was funny because prior to us starting this i said i got a notebook here and i'm taking notes because i'm sure there's going to be other conversations that we that stem from this particular conversation yeah. on top of the ones that we've already decided that we wanted to talk about uh right. last week when we spoke so john you, let, know, you know
1: adam yeah. i think one one last point i i think Honestly, I think every time we do one of these shows, yeah, I think it's always going to come back to what can I do to help? And it's going to be you as an individual, Yeah, brush yourself off, get off your couch, get out, talk to a neighbor, go to a school board meeting, run for office, do these things, get involved.
0: And with that being said, that's all the time that we have, but I'm going to end it with this. The show was called The Decision Hour. We have... We have started a series called Let's Have a Conversation, and today's topic was the founding principles. And none of this, none of this, everything that John and I have talked about today, none of it's going to change unless you make the decision to do something about it.
1: Yeah. John, we've done it. Yeah. We people have done it. We messed it up. We got to fix it.
0: Amen. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Folks, it's a pleasure. make sure that you uh, check out, first off, check out Simper Savage. Uh, I got to give them a shout out since John's right here. That It's the best salad dressing marinades you will find on the planet. I can vouch for that because I have it pr- at least three nights a week. Uh, so make sure you go check out Simper Savage. Uh, Get their marinades. Check out Heroes Media Group, our parent network. Go check out all the great shows over there. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.